Welcome to the Honorable Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's porch over 51 years ago while his kids were running around. You may ask why the front porch. It's simply because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family owned, operated and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. Do you need help with professional liability coverage? We have a team dedicated just to these coverages from ENO to DNO and everything else in between. We have experts that can help you. Reach out to one of our friendly underwriters today. On today's episode, we're discussing how to set goals that actually happen. Without further ado, here is today's episode. Hey, Dana, it's been a while. I know, Nicole. I miss you. How are I you? I know. I'm good. It's been crazy. Like since Thanksgiving, it's just been nuts. And, um, you know, Christmas is like right around the corner craziness, but yeah, what happened? I don't <laughs> like, know. I don't know. It's like the What's second Thanksgiving on? hits, like I'll, you know, what breaks loose. It's just crazy. <laughs> like it's something nonstop all the time running in every direction and you know, we get through it. It's, it's good stuff though. Uh, but I love our topic today. I think this is so great. I think the timing is wonderful because so many people decide to set goals like after the year has started. And I think it's best to be talking about goals before the new year has started. So you can get planned together. That's typically what I do. Dana, do you have like a certain time of year or how do you approach your no, goal setting? I, I, I think a, a long time ago, I gave up on the whole new year's resolution. Cause I always mm. felt like when I did that, that it was too much pressure that if I didn't if like, let's say within January, I gave up on it, that that means I have to wait the whole next year. And mm-hmm. I had to retrain my brain to say, wait a minute, you can start anything at any time. Like why, right. why January 1st of every year? I think it's pretty neat. Like if you're trying to tackle something like, uh, don't get me wrong, please. Any resolutions are great, but like we, like you're trying to say, Nicole, you can do that at any time. Don't mm-hmm. put that deadline on you. Or if you have a setback when you start it, guess what? Do what you need to, to get through it and start it again the next month or two, two months from then it, in June, if it is when it is, but don't right. give up on it. Don't wait a whole entire year to restart yourself. So I had to, yeah. do wow. You know, I think a lot of people think they need that milestone. Okay. The holidays, you know, let's just get through that. It's a crazy time. No, no sense of tra- starting now. Let's just wait till the first of the year. So I see why. Yeah. People do it. How about you? Nicole? Uh, you know, I see um, on a professional side, you know, when you're an independent agent, whether you're a principal or a producer or a manager, whatever your role is, you have to share with your direct carriers that you have contracts with what your goal is for that year. For a lot of them, they want to see your growth. They want to know, you know, um, if you're working towards a contingency plan, things of that nature, and then metrics down to all producers. Okay. So this is our goal for the year with this carrier. How are we going to get it? Okay. Well, let's split it up amongst our teams, see what our focus is going to be. And typically those plans happen in December. They should be happening in December. So everyone can take the time to plan their goals out. Now, when it comes to personal goals, whether that's fitness or mental health or you know education, whatever it may be, Some of us, it could be financial. That doesn't always necessarily have to be January. I agree. That doesn't have to be a New Year's resolution. I personally love Mondays. Most people are like, you're crazy girl. Why would you love a Monday? I feel like a Monday is such a reset for so many ways for me. Like I feel like, okay, 
this is what happened last week. Let's shoot for this this week. Like I like having all different types of goals and really readjusting and resetting on a Monday morning, prepping Sunday night for that is something that just works really, really well for me. Did you know that the day that the gym is generally the busiest is always a Monday? Did you know that? Oh, I I see it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wait till the first Monday in January. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be crazy. But yeah, it's like people like that refresh, that restart. It doesn't have to be the beginning of the year. But so many people will say out loud what their goal is. My goal this year is to build my damn house. Now, we all know I've been talking about this for a while, and there's been a lot of factors that got in the way, but it is happening in 2022. I will have my house built. Come, you know what, or high water, this house is going to be built. I may be crying through the process, but that's okay. But, you know, a lot of people will say a goal and they'll never get a plan together. So, what good is the goal if there's no plan? Most likely it's not going to happen is really what it comes down to. And there is, um, I think that there's a, there's a strength in goal setting. I think that there is definitely a process to make sure that your goal actually happens. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. I'm fortunate enough to have been raised in a household where my parents talked about goals all of the time. Now they didn't have a lot. We've talked about this before. I grew up at like poverty level. However, my parents always used to say to me, you don't have to have money in order to dream. Anybody can dream and you can make a dream come true. If you figure out what your path is going to be to get there and you achieve those things and try your hardest each and every day. So my parents were really good at teaching us how to set those goals, how to make the objectives or whatever it is that we needed to do to get there and enjoy the small achievements along the way. That is what I was taught. That is how I was raised. And honestly, that is like the best gift my parents ever gave to me. I apply this in so many areas of my life all of the time. Now, my husband thinks I'm a nut job sometimes because I have goals for like everything, but I have found it to be super, super helpful. So I have some things that I want to share today. Dana, when did you start setting goals? Do you remember? Did you do this when you were younger? Was it in high school? Was it in college, adulthood? Like, did you have, and goal can be a dream too. It can be a dream or a passion that you have like mapped out to get to where you want to be. Here's what I'll say about setting goals and what time I think when I originally started setting goals and initially a lot of it was definitely personal goals. I think when, you know, when you're in grade school and high school, you have timelines. What I mean by that is you have this year to, to set, to do these grades, each class, you have a timeline. Whenever my goals outside of that, I want to get better fitness wise, better for soccer, better for this, better for that. And sometimes I had a timeline, but where my challenge was, as I started to set goals was how long it's really going to take and how do I plan for that? I'm going to give an example, just a general example for a lot of people that a lot of people that want to start, let's say their resolution, I want to get in shape and work out and lose weight. And they think within 30 days or 60 days, they expect these huge results and they can get them. But if they don't get them, they throw it out the window. And I I just, I always caution, like things may take longer. 
I want to ask you, Nicole, like, I, I think over time, what I had to learn was the real realistic timeline it takes to set that goal. So whether it is professional, whether it is personal, I, I want a degree, but I can't get it in three months. Do yeah. you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So how long is it really going to take? I think what we've talked about in prior podcasts is doing the preparation to, to with whoever or whatever resources you have, if it's professional, maybe you have to talk to a manager about here's my goal. How long do you really think this is going to take me to get there? What steps do I need to get? If it's personal, do the research or find the coach or the the right person to try to guide you with those timelines to set realistic goals. I have to share that that was my biggest challenge over time. I think I expected too much too fast. And when you do that, well, for me, give up because you hit that marker, you're not even halfway where you wanted to be. And you're saying, why am I doing all this and expending all this energy, all this time, only getting minimal results. But like you said, Nicole, if you set the right timeline for that goal, you have to achieve those little successes as they come, because you're going to have the setbacks and you're going to have that, but it actually makes you stronger once you work through that. So I, I don't know if you've ever had that. I mean, you had such a great upbringing with goal setting. Maybe you had a better idea of realistic timelines. I'd like to just share what my obstacles were. Um, My parents, which is crazy. They were amazing goal setters. They work together all the time about what they're doing, what they want to do with their life, where they want to be at certain times. And that wasn't lost on us, but I just, my brother or I, when I say us, but I'd ever remember sitting down and writing my goals out, you know, what I want to do or how I'm going to get there. So, and it's not them, it's not their fault. They did it. Um, and I still go to them a lot of times about what they do, but, um, I don't know. It sounds like you had a lot of it instilled in you as well. Like it was taught to you, but it was like built in. It was. And I watched my parents do it as well. So they both had their own businesses throughout the years. My dad, before my parents married, had his own restaurant for several years. And then my mom had, um, she owned the Christmas town craft show. And she, this was when craft shows were a big thing in the eighties and the nineties. And, um, she would jury in all of the art artists and crafters who wanted to participate and she decorated and all these things. So, um, it was very, very successful. One of the biggest ones in Pennsylvania. And I, I watched how they both set goals from themselves. You know, um, they set financial goals, they set personal goals, um, physical goals, all those types of things. But, what they did with us is they gave us each dream journals when we were younger and it was just a black and white composition book from dollar general. It wasn't anything fancy, but it was the practice of writing down the things you want to achieve or the things you want to do. Like I wanted to be able to get myself a Sony Walkman. I wanted a Sony Walkman so bad and they were super expensive at the time, you know, with our budget, I wanted a Sony Walkman. So what was I going to do so I could earn a Sony Walkman? Well, one of those magazine fundraiser things came in for school. And one of the prizes was a Sony Walkman. So my parents sat down with me and they're like, okay, this is what you need to do. And you can get your Sony Walkman. It's right here, but you got to put the work in. So they helped me to make a list of all the people I wanted to call to sell magazines to people in the neighborhood, family members. They helped me to write these little cards out that I sent to people that we knew. And guess who got her Sony Walkman? But 
my parents could have, if they really, really, really would have scraped it together, probably got one for me, but they wanted me to earn it. So I'd appreciate it and take care of it. Same thing with my car. I had to buy my car. It was a $3,000 car. It was a 96 Mercury Topaz Smurf green or Smurf blue. Not kidding. It was, we called it the Smurf. But anyways, I saved my babysitting money for two years. So I would have money to get my own car. But those goals and the things I needed to do to reach that is things I talked about with my parents. I wrote them down because there's nothing wrong with dreaming. So many people are like, oh my gosh, that is just like not even something that's achievable. Anything is achievable. Anything's achievable. If you, you know, get your path together and you actively work on each of the things that you have written down that you need to achieve. I do the same thing to Sophia. I do it with her all the time. Like, What is it that you want to do? Well, mom, I think I want to be a veterinarian. Okay, well, maybe we get some books out. We'll take a look at some of these things. We go to the pet store. Like you have to do it obviously based on the age of the person, you know, for children, you're not going to have them start looking at colleges, going to Purdue University or something. But, um, you know, little intro things. I had her go to a camp for becoming a veterinarian two years ago that she was interested in when she was younger. They do at the museum. So it's, you know, bringing those experiences and things, um, but definitely writing, writing down what it's going to take to get there and having that influence of someone in your life. So um, now a lot of this is personal, but this can be taken on a professional level. And Dana, you are so good at this with your running. So Mm -hmm. you are so consistent and like, Mm -hmm. you know what you need to do. If you're training for a marathon, I have listened to you through the years. So you get it. You do it obviously in this direction and this is what works for you. How did you figure out to be able to do that? It doesn't just happen overnight. No, you know this. No. And it's a lot of trial and error. I mean, honestly, and because you you do have to tweak things to what suits your personal self, body, mind, soul the best. And honestly, you only will ever find that out by challenging yourself. And I hate to say this, but you're going to have to put yourself through some tough times. You're going to have to push yourself through the days I don't want to. I, I just really, it's the days that you don't want to, and that you push through it, you'll get stronger at doing that. And you'll, you'll have less. I I don't want two days, but again, I, I think a lot of, to a lot of goals, you, I think you have to have the right support people in your life too. Accountability is a lot. And I think you have to put accountability on yourself. Like you said, Nicole, once you have a plan in mind and you know, the steps that you want to take and how to get there, traditionally, how you get there, really keep track of, okay, I'm two months in, I should be here. For example, I'll do my marathon training. Two months in, I should be at this mileage. Am I there? How do I feel? What did I, what have I been doing? Does it feel like it's working or do I need to reassess? I had some very great people that helped me through a lot of my training, getting up to the marathon. I, I did other races, five Ks, 10 Ks, then half marathon swearing. I'd still never do a full (laughs) after my first half. I was like, you're out of your mind. I'm not running twice that get out of here. So I had the right people in mind when I didn't feel well, like why this time around at this second half marathon halfway through, do I feel, you know, either not as good as the first time, or I feel like I'm more behind, like, what did I do differently and reassess it, then move forward. So sometimes you do have to take that step back to go forward. And over time with anything, you just end up learning 
what that is. Um, I'm going to digress a second because this is what my motivation was in, in grade school and like middle school. I, um, I, I didn't like to read. Okay. I did okay. just the fact I didn't like to read. And I remember I, I was really insulted. It wasn't that I couldn't read. It was just like, I didn't, I just didn't enjoy it. It just wasn't my thing. So it was like in fifth grade, they put me in this like remedial reading class. And I just felt like, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not downgrading that for anybody, but I was like, it's not that I can't. It's just like, I really just don't care. I don't want to. Yeah. So what they did in this class was pretty cool. Like read so many books and you become part of the book it club and then you can get your personal pan pizza. purple buttons and all this stuff nothing motivated a little fat kid like me for like a personal pan pizza and trust me I mean my parents would have probably gladly got it for me if I just asked but whenever I read so many books and I got to this personal pan pizza I was never so excited so everything everybody has their little things but in all seriousness um over time, I think we all become better, a little bit better at goal setting. Again, I really do stress whatever resources you have, professional, personal, that you can get to those goals. I will tell you, Nicole, that one of my biggest things was, I know we talked about um, my transition out of what I was doing before on the retail side to coming over here was a big deal to the whole side and changing paths really is what I was doing. I loved what I did very hard for me to leave. What was I there? 10 or 12 years times flying. I don't know. Um, and again, it was that whole, should I stay here? My ceiling's pretty, I'm already kind of there yeah. or do I push myself over? And I, when I finally got to the point where I said to myself, I can't do this forever. I gave myself, and this might sound like a little extra time, but I gave myself like a three, five years by three years. I wanted to be in a different stepping stone to, to getting out of that, whether it was should, looking into my own agency, taking that step, whether it was moving in a different direction, you know, my underwriting, what do I need to do? And I remember I just started planning and I started researching jobs types, what the credentials were for those jobs, maybe what I need to learn and get there. And within those couple of years, I mean, thank God the opportunity presented itself. I really didn't know, honestly, which path I was going to go. I, I I guess I did. I, I rolled out the one that I just, I could do it. I didn't want to though. The whole taking on my own agency, to be honest, I've told you, Nicole, I give you all the props in the world for doing that. It just didn't feel, my gut was not feeling that. I said, mm -hmm. I'm going to just try to change this. So Maybe that goal could have been too short, but I don't think I would have given up on it, if that makes sense. That was oh, probably one it. of the biggest things in adult life outside of my, you know, personal running and things like that, that I do that I was so excited once I got this opportunity because I always saw it in the foresight. Am I going to be here forever or not? And I get always wondered that for a few years before I got to the point where I know I'm not. And again, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm a visual person and I want, I could see myself possibly taking these chances, even though I didn't know if they were going to happen when, or what it was going to be. I never limited myself to saying they would never happen. Right. So I don't know if you've ever felt that. 
Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to back up on a couple of things that you said here. Most recently is the visualizing. That's such a huge part of having your mind where it needs to be in order to be achieving your goals. Um, You need to visualize yourself doing it. Some people call it manifesting results, things to that nature, but visualizing yourself achieving your goal really helps to fuel and motivate you towards it. The other thing that is so important and, you know, Dana, I think you and I are really good for each other in this perspective or in this, in this role, um, is having a goal buddy, you know, just like an exercise buddy, somebody who is in your court, who is going to encourage you when you are just like ready to lose your mind and, you know, throw it all in, or you're just not having a good day. Things aren't working out. You're not getting the results you want, things to that nature. And I mean, I've done this recently and Dana, whether you know it or not, you were totally my goal buddy for this. I never verbalized it to you, but well, yeah, you know, I was working towards this portfolio work to be excused for three classes for um, my degree work that I'm doing in my grad program. And You know, it was really, really tough stuff on top of it. I got injured and haven't been able to run, which is my release for stress. And all of this is happening at the same time. And I was not ready to lose my mind because I'm being stretched in so many different directions, (laughs) no pun intended, because, you know, my hip is pretty stretched, (laughs) but, um, you know, I didn't have my normal mental release with running and I was really pushing myself academically on top of my career for the past six months or six weeks. And, um, you know, I, I would call call to you and be like, this is what's going on and this, that, and the other thing. And you're like, you're going to do great. It's going to be okay. Very encouraging and motivating and, you know, helping me to see, you know, getting across that goal line, as we say. So, um, you know, it is important to have that person in your life and that doesn't necessarily need to be a spouse or a partner or a boss. You know, it can be anybody, anybody that is there and can encourage you. I don't say you have to hire a personal cheerleader. You don't want someone to be fake. You want someone who can really talk you through it and, you know, maybe ask you a question or bring up a different perspective to what you're thinking and feeling. That's the type of person you need to help you. And that constant check-in with that person or that person who is going to make you accountable. So they have to have tough skin with you too. A little bit of tough love goes a long way in these situations to help you as you're setting goals too. Um, But yeah, Dana, you're totally that person. And I'm so glad my portfolio works over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. And you are to me too, definitely. But I I do just have to segue just a moment to congratulate Nicole guys. I don't think anyone really (laughs) knows the scope of what she just had to put together in November. What she just did is unbelievable. Um, Not only now because of her amazing portfolio she was able to put together. She's not able to skip one class, not two classes, but three in her master's program. I mean, that's unbelievable. So I think we need to give her a round of applause for all her goal setting and her goal (laughs) achieving because that's, that's really unbelievable. Um, but I will tell you, she's had this, the plan, she had it in place. And I know, I know her, I don't even have to ask her. I knew she knew what she was going to do along the way. And I think with time, the more goals you set and the more goals you achieve, the better you might become at it. Uh, you're not going to, I hate to say it, you might not be successful at every single goal or maybe the Mm -hmm. first time, right, Nicole? I mean, But don't, please don't give up. Don't, I mean, I've seen a lot of people, I don't know about you. I went to, when I went to school for college, you know, they tell you 
your very first orientation, look to your left and look to your right. Only one of you is going to be here at the end. That's very scary. It you is. Know? And as I go through it, I saw people do it. And I saw people drop out with only two or three classes left of their degree. Ugh. That didn't mean that some of them went back and got it. So again, don't, don't give up on yourself. And over time, just don't be afraid to set the goal. Just set yeah. the goal and start mm-hmm. to strive towards something. Because I promise you, once you achieve that first goal, or even set the the milestone goal, there might be a bigger goal, but you might have to have smaller milestone goals along the way to help you go, okay, that one's done and move to the next milestone goal. Yeah. And I promise you, you'll feel so much better once you start to achieve those goals in life and you will get yeah. better at them. I, I, I know I have over time. I'm still yeah. not the best by all means. Oh, we're all, we're all learning, you know? Yeah. I can crush some goals and you know, you know, some of the goals you set, you know, you're going to be able to crush them. The most challenging thing that I'm doing right now is trying to build this damn house. Cause I can't visualize the building <laughs> materials are ridiculous. COVID screwed everything up. My husband and I can't agree on things. It is not easy, you know? So I'm coming up for round three here to try to get this done and not be divorced in the end. <laughs> But you're not going down without a fight. You know, you're yeah. not, you're not thrown in the town. Say, forget it. We're just going to live here. We're never building it. So yeah, that's no. good. I, I see a lot for you in 2022. Yes. It's going to be good. It's, it's definitely going to be good. So, um, I have a goal setting webinar that's coming up in January. So make sure you guys are checking out the webinar schedule. We go a little bit deeper into the processes and then you guys will have the um, resources to, um, to take a look at afterwards. It's kind of easier, um, but it's going to be a good webinar. So hopefully you guys will be able to join us in January for that. Dana, thanks so much for joining me today. It was great catching up. You too, Nicole. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. And I'm on the roll.